Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to each and every one of you, wherever you are listening in this world. Welcome to another session of Focus Females Global Chat Cafe. Today is all about living in your karma. While everyone gets on, I am going to open up the lines to my dear sister, Shauna G. She is here. Uh, welcome to all of you who are joining us via our call line. Thank you so much for being here. So much is going on this week, but I tell you right here, right now, you are here to join us. This place is germ-free. You can join us all day long. I promise you, you will not catch anything by joining us here on the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe. Again, wherever you're listening, listening, if you're listening to us, if you're listening to us um, on our players throughout the world, no matter what time it is, welcome. And for those of you who will listen to our replay, hello and thank you for joining us as well. Okay, Sister Shauna. How what are you is doing? Going How are things in your neck of the woods? Well, you know, um, everything is well. I have a house full, um, <laughs> and we're just going to press through. You know, my daughter said, hey, we're going to stay with you for a couple of weeks. What? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate oh, my goodness. that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Oh. We on day two, and I'm already, like, jumping. <laughs> But everything is well. You know, we have some new orders from our workplace. You know, we're going to put some things in place. So I'll have a little more, you know, time around the house <laughs> while that uh, irons itself out. Um, the world is, you know, concerned. The grocery stores are packed. <laughs> like, all I want to do is get some milk. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> but, yeah, all is well. You, you know, the. You know, the odd part was I had gone, what day did I go to the store? Um, was it Friday? Was it, no, was it yesterday? Or day before, it was either Thursday. Oh, no, it was Thursday. So I had gone in and I, you know, I didn't go to my usual store. I went to the local one. I said, okay, mm-hmm. I'll tell you about that off air, about why I chose <laughs> to go there, but, um, Anyway, so I go in, and I'm like, okay, first, there's no carts, nothing new there. They usually are very discombobulated and not really have things where they should be. But the one thing that I could say was that, okay, they didn't have some things that I wanted, but they were things that most people wouldn't have thought to buy anyway. Mm-hmm. So I went in, and I got paper. You know, I was like, hmm, people are talking about nobody has toilet paper. I got this lovely stack of toilet paper. Um, It was so funny. They had things located, not where they usually are. Those shelves were empty. But if you walked up and down every aisle, you would find stacks of toilet paper and other things. They just kind of threw stuff wherever, I think. So Mm -hmm. I got everything that I wanted. 
and I had sent out the call to a couple people to make sure that they had everything that they needed. Um, cause I, you know, if I was going out, I might as well pick up stuff for them. They were, you know, older and maybe they needed that. It was, no one had checked on them. So I did that and, um, got everything that I really wanted, got in, got out, but you know, I couldn't stand being there, but so long. So I said, let me go and maybe I'll venture up to my regular store a little bit later on, but it'll be <laughs> early in the morning, like 6 a.m. And, right. um, so I didn't go this morning, so I'll go tomorrow morning to see what's left, if anything. But I'm almost guaranteed that what I need, it will be there because it's not something that most people even think about getting. So I think I'll be good in that respect. And um, so this morning, we're going to talk about, of course, living our karma. And I have to say, Shauna, that last week's show took off like a bandit. Um, I don't know whether it was our topic or whether it was that we were more one-on-one again. My, you know, the listeners do tend to like the one-on-one thing, but mm-hmm. it took off. The topic itself took off, and so many people were sending messages saying, yes, you know, keep doing what you're doing, great words. Um, they were shared by people, and not only that, but I'm going to try to get through this. I had sent out words to see if our editorial commentators were going to come on and do their own, but I don't think okay. they are. This morning I was really rushing um, to get things together because I've been so busy, people. And um, let's just go and see if I can pick up um, our countries from last week. We picked up two new countries, by the way. Okay. So I'm going to get through this list really quickly, and um, we're going to get the show started. So a special shout-out and thank you to Australia. A special hello to Belize. Welcome to the family. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Brazil, Cambodia, Canada, Chile, China, Denmark, Germany. Greece, India, Indonesia, the Ivory Coast, Jamaica, Kenya, Macau, Malaysia, Mexico. Hello to the Netherlands. Hello. Welcome to our family. Thank you so much for joining us. So we have Belize in the Netherlands, a new New Zealand, Pakistan, the Philippines, Romania, Russia, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, South Korea, Spain, Sweden, Thailand, Trinidad and Tobago, Turkey, the United Kingdom, the United States showed up and showed out last week uh, when I was cutting down the list. There were pages and pages of the United States. Um, You naturally, our own home territory really showed out for us last week. So thank you. Thank you. Of course, we have an unknown and ending our list. Of course, rounding it out is Vietnam. So thank you all. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for all of your support. Welcome to our new listeners. Uh, Again, we never know who's listening in or when we will get new um, listeners, but we're growing. It's our hope that we can touch every corner of the world, and we seem to be well on our way to doing that. So Again, welcome and thank you to all 
of the countries and provinces and places who listen to us, we appreciate you more than our mere words can ever know. So, Shauna, what I did was, before we get into the editorials, they're small this week, so, um, you know, that's good. We can really keep it moving. I looked up what karma actually means, and I looked up several definitions because some were very, um, what's the word, um, not very uh, indicative of what most people think karma is. So this morning, I decided to do another search, and I came up with this. In Hinduism and Buddhism, it's the sum of a person's actions in this and previous states of existence, viewed as deciding their fate in future existences. Destiny or fate following as effect from cause. So again, people, that's what karma is all about. And so many people think that karma is just bad things. But you can have good karma too. So I want you all to really think about this today as we delve into this conversation. Because so many people, um, when people do bad things to us, we sit back and sometimes we like, karma's going to get them, and we don't think that karma's getting them. Or What we feel as though their karma should be is not what we see happening. But my thing is this, and I've said this before on the program, that people who do wrong to other people are not getting away with anything because many of them, now correct me if I'm wrong, but many of them spend their lives looking over their shoulders, sleeping with both eyes open because they know that at any moment the right person or the right action or event could catch up to them and make them pay for all of their dirty deeds. So what what are your thoughts on that? Well, I I think that the Western, we we here believe that karma is a cause and effect. You know, if you... You know, throw a rock at somebody, a boulder's going to come back and hit you. And then we all applaud, oh, that was karma. And I think that um, we need to look at the the depths of what karma is. It's more circular, um, a flow of what karma is. There's lessons involved with karma. Um, And when when we understand, example, life and death, you know, we say, kind of like thinking of the cause and effect, because I think they said Buddha explains karma as, um, quote me if I'm wrong, I think it's this rises, that becomes. Um, so, so when you relate that to death, it becomes, okay, life implies death and death implies life. When we look at it in a circular flowing motion. Um, and so you say, wait, wait a minute, when, if you're born, you die. Yes, it is. But we have to take away the mindset of cause and effect um, because we, yes, we are born and then we do die in various levels spiritually and, you know, mentally and all that stuff. But look at it as a more of a flow where they're both connected one to another. And then think about all the lessons that are in between, um, you know, the flow of life implying death, death implying life. And this is just an example, life and death. Please, people don't say that I'm saying karma is life and death. <laughs> um, I think that, when we look at karma as a way to, you know, connect us to our lessons 
and to connect us to this life and our purposes, you'll start seeing it through a different lens and have a better understanding um, of what it meant in its origin. So that's my beginning spill. <laughs> I think that um, to expand on what you said, um, like you said, some people may have heard what you just said and, and really got up in arms and said, wait, life and death. Okay, people, death is a part of this circle of this thing called life. What lives will eventually die. If It doesn't matter what it is. It's the same way with the laws of inertia or, or um, when they say that what goes up must come down, um, push and pull. Everything has an opposite. So it's the same thing with, well, let's come back on to karma. You know that they say what we put out in the world or the law of attraction, let's just call it the law of attraction. You do bad to people. You do bad things. You get up in the morning and you're angry with the world. You're going to have an angry day, period. You're not going to have a beautiful day if you get up with an angry spirit. It doesn't work that way. You're going to attract what you're putting out. Let's just put it that way. You're going to attract what you're putting out. And there's so many different facets to karma. I'm going to start off with um, Tara J's uh, editorial for the day because this one sets out where so many people, I believe, are in in their lives. Um, For her beyond the quote for today, she says, don't waste time on revenge. The people who hurt you will eventually face their own karma, author unknown. So she goes on to say, I've been unnecessarily hurt, put down, disappointed, and abused by others on many occasions throughout life. During those times, I'd often wonder when they'd get what was coming to them. Although I've never gone out to seek revenge upon those who wronged me, I have desired to see those people be taught a lesson in life. Not a lesson that would cause physical harm, but one that would be eye-opening, humbling, or lead to some sort of behavior changing epiphany I've often heard the saying that revenge is a dish best served cold hold on here a moment people this is running off the page where it should not go my faith has allowed me to be to believe that our own revenge is unnecessary because karma's working will unleash the perfect punishment upon the people who have wronged others at the appropriate time. Those who have damaged, broken, belittled, used, abused, and hated others will one day have to answer for the pain they inflicted upon their victims. Depending on when and where those individuals come face-to-face with their karma, it may just be served piping hot. I like that. (laughs) Regardless of whether it is served in this life or the next, karma is something that cannot be outrun or outsmarted. What is your karma? Are there rewarding circumstances that will be 
experienced at the appropriate time? Or is the there a dose of your own poison waiting to be ingested? Have you experienced so much pain at the hands of others that your time of happiness will one day arrive? Or have you hurt others in a way where your day of reckoning is on the horizon? Either way, we will have to live with our karma. Wow, there's several things in there. Um, is your own so poison gonna, waiting to be ingested? Be this is going to be a show where it's going to be a lot of disagreeing because a lot of that is... Um, Western world thinking. Um, when you align biblical teachings or how the church teaches, you know, do good, you know, consequences and all that, that's kind of the direction I perceive that um, um, that writing because it's not just about good and bad. And that's the misconception that we have, you know, in my opinion about karma. You know, karma teaches us to act like to do. Um, and it is different, you know, from law of attraction. You know, law of attraction can help us get out of our bad karma. It, you know, law of attraction is more about like that, you know, the, the thoughts, you know, that the, the nature of our thoughts. And karma is more about the nature of our deeds. Um, so, yes, you can use law of attraction to help you with karma, but they are, they're slightly different. Go ahead. Oh, were you? Oh. <laughs> I was waiting for I was you to delve to into it. No, again, again. <laughs> you know, again, this is one of these shows where, as you said, karma can be viewed in different ways, mm-hmm. whether it be your thought or whether it be your actions. Karma is about actions. It truly is. But mm-hmm. again, if you go back to the writing, depending who's reading it, can view it as if you've done wrong to people, wrong is going to come back to you and you're going to have to ingest every single bit of it. And it it takes me back to, and I think that someone had requested this a few weeks ago, and I didn't even think about it until just now. Um, The Karma Cafe that I wrote in my book, um, that um, I want people to, let me go through it really quickly here, and then we'll carry on here. Um, It goes a little something like this. Welcome to the Karma Cafe. We don't have tables here. Our customers don't like to stay. We don't accept cash or credit. That's not how you pay. Did curiosity or conscience bring you in today? Your answer really doesn't matter, although it should be the latter. There's no need for menus. What you have a taste for doesn't matter. We know just what to place on your karma platter. We have just one requirement. You must eat everything on your plate. Do you want to know the name of the dish you just ate? We like to call it karma's fate. It's our house specialty, a dish we hold in highest reserve. You may not have enjoyed your meal. You were served, but 
the Karma Cafe gave you just what you deserved. You know, we know you did not enjoy your visit, but for us, it was really great. We enjoyed serving you your own deceit and hate. You have a lifetime reservation now. You'll never have to wait. We'll always have a platter waiting for you full of karma's fate. So again, depending on how you look at that piece, karma comes in many ways and forms. And when you got into the Western world as opposed to um, the non-Western world, that's an eye-opener for some people because some people do believe and think. As you said, the Bible says this, and if the Bible said it, it must be true, and it's the only way. It has to be that way or no way, that way or the highway. So, again, we're sitting up here, and we're like, um, hmm, okay. How about we broaden our horizons and look and think, and that's one of the things that I said. I've had shamans on here. I've had all types of people from all over the world to join this program, or one of the programs under the Healing Through Hurt umbrella. And so many people are like, why you have that person on? Or why not? And some people have asked, why are you giving a shout-out to South Af- Africa with the history there? Well, because we have listeners there who maybe want to get a different perspective or people who weren't a part of apartheid and people who want to have um, a better life. So let me understand this. Like you said, people have one train of thought and they're not open to realize that there are other ways of doing and or dealing with things and looking at things. Did we lose you? You know I'm on mute. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh I was like, I'm thinking that she's on mute again. I am on mute. Y'all know I got the spirit of being on mute. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> People, I know I lost my train of thought. Now I'm trying to unmute myself. <laughs> When, but let's go when you take when you take karma back to its original form, like you know where did it derive from? You know it's a Sanskrit word. It simply means action. It's a Sanskrit word for action. Um, and so we think that okay, well someone does you know whatever pick pick a crime scene, whatever you want to call it. Someone does something um, that they feel that wasn't warranted. So then the first thing we say is. Oh, Karma is going to bite them in the behind. And we want, and that's in, in her writing, in her editorial, you know, it becomes like, you know, people, we have these desires because we want to see justice um, based on how we have determined or have defined what fair is, right? And we've determined or have defined what we feel is punishable. Um, and the thing is, everyone has lessons, these, these lessons that, are, that each one of us have to learn individually. And the lesson that you may have learned and the consequences that you may have experienced may not be the exact same for me. And so when we want someone to feel the retribution of their behaviors, 
It's based on our own experiences and definitions, right? And that's just not what karma um, is meant for. Um, and when we start, we have to be very mindful when we think on that pattern because it becomes we're trying to, per se, become, I'll use the word gods, to decide, you know, for us to be the, deter- the judge, the jury, and all that to determine the, you know, that person's fate. Um, and in doing so, if I use the definition as described, not, you know, the one that you read in her editorial, when you become to do that, don't you think that karma then will turn on you, <laughs> you know, because you're now wishing certain things on someone. So we have to really, really be mindful and, you know, dive deep into the true understanding of the word karma um, and align our behaviors, our own actions up against, you know, the, the different 12, there's 12 laws of karma. I'm sure there's more. I am familiar with 12, um, which we can run through later during the show. Um, you know, but kind of look at the laws and see how you kind of um, line up and how you measure up against what the laws say. And everyone's going to have a different definition or a different understanding, but let's just all talk about it. I think that you just touched on something that um, most people don't consider. And I, I think that what TJ was trying to say was that I think our first thing was don't look for revenge. So again, like you said, if you, there are people who think, I want this karma to happen to somebody. In that respect, yes. That means that they're coming down to that level where they're wishing the absolute worst thing on someone else. Whereas, if we sit and be still, karma will find its way in karma's time. I think that we need to under stand that the two differences, which is what I believe you were touching on, was the fact that if you wish that harm on someone, then does that not make you as bad as the person who caused you harm? Because if we're both thinking to hurt one another, are we not now at the same level? And are we not at some point we will have to answer for those sins in some form or another. Is that about right exactly. or yeah, that, exactly? That's, yeah, that's that is part. Yeah, that's right. I think that we have to just be very careful. Um, you know, for the my Bible people, you know, the word tells you the God said vengeance is His, and I think that we sometimes look at karma. Um, as that form of vengeance, you know, to justify how, you know, how we've been felt, hurt, wronged. And I think that we have to be very, very mindful of that because even for my Bible people who believe in vengeance as, you know, minds, they have say of the Lord, then we don't even need to spend one second to think about how karma may, quote, unquote, bite someone in the behind because vengeance is his. Right. And that's that's one of the things that, and 
Tarjay's um, saying, the first thing she said was, don't waste your time on that thing called revenge. That's not for mm-hmm. us because we can classic example and people, yes, I'm going to keep using it until I have no more use for it. I live my life. You all know my story of abuse and my marriage and the whole nine yards. If I spent my whole life because my ex-husband and the neighbor are so close to me, if I spent my life waiting for karma to do something to them, I would do nothing else but sit and watch them every day, all day long out my back window, you know, waiting to see him smack her or curse her out in public or, you know, the police come and raid the house because he's a criminal and, you know, they catch him driving without a license. I would just sit and wait and wait and wait. And in doing so, my life is passing me by. I'm missing out on all of my blessings because I'm sitting here waiting to see that harm come to them. That harm may not come to him ever on this side of the River Jordan. But trust me, at some point, we all pay. So for me to sit here and say, And so many of us, ladies, you know what I'm about to say, because so many of you get hung up on the past. You get hung up on the man who no longer wanted you, if he ever wanted you in the first place, truly, for you and not for what you were giving to him. I have said all along, I knew what I wasn't going to do. I'm not buying a grown man a truck, a car, or anything else. I'm not taking care of a grown man. If we're in this together, we're bringing something to the table. He needed someone who would give him everything he wanted, and all he had to do was show up, basically. He has that now. So for me, I'm living my life. I'm here enjoying living the best life that I can live for whatever time I have left. Some people, not all, but some people caught the coronavirus that's out here now, and they didn't make it past that. That took them away from here. I'm not going to spend my time sitting, looking out a back window, not exercising, not enjoying life, being unhappy every day, looking at her, look at him and her, huh, huh, you know, oh, when he, she drops him off and he takes the drug and drives off, he kisses her every day. He used to do that to me too, so what? I'm telling you all this because too many of you are sitting here, like Shauna said, you're sitting here praying on and asking God or the universe to bring Bad karma onto someone who harmed you and hurt you. Like Shauna said, that's not what karma is for. That's not how it works. Because if that's what you're doing, in doing so, guess what? That same bad karma is going to find its way to you too. You know, I like think of the time, I believe when, it, you know, growing up. But, you know, think of the time, Steve, when, you know, growing up or, you know, just earlier in life, prior to wisdom, <laughs> um, you know, where you would just, you would judge someone and judge someone for a behavior or something that they did or said. Um, and I remember my mother, you know, always telling me like, you know, oh, don't you judge somebody for that, you know, because what you judge them is going to come back to you. And I used to be like, oh, so I used to walk around like literally in fear, like, okay, I can't speak my mind or share how I feel about something out of fear of what's going to come, you know, is in regards to like that bad karma is going to come back to me. And I think that when we start, when we start diving in listeners into the different laws, you're going to start seeing how, you know, A, we already have practiced karma in so many different levels <laughs> throughout our entire lives, even if you don't believe in reincarnation. Um, 
And so my hope today is that we we all walk away with a better understanding of karma, what karma looks like, you know, in action, um, and how we can possibly um, embrace and teach, you know, teach others. Not to say that others are incorrect in their thinking, but sometimes, like she said earlier, we have to expand sometimes on what we thought we knew and understand that there's other um, ways to look at everything. So just let me know when we're ready to jump into a couple laws. We can break them down a couple at a time um, because there are 12 that I have. Yeah, I have the 12 as well. Well, let's put it this the way. Sa- it's the same 12. <laughs> The 12 Let's that hope we, that we they're the of. same 12. <laughs> they, they are. If, it, if you um, Google the universal laws, they're, they're the same. <laughs> I, um, but, you know, sometimes it, it's, they could be the same, but it's the way that people present them that mm-hmm. um, may be slightly different. So I want you all to understand this. this these shows are about broadening our horizons and understanding that, um, People can say the same things and right. um, not come out with the same understanding. I always tell a story when I was an undergrad, I had religious philosophy. And we had one student, it was a lady, an OMG, everything, it had to be her way and the way that she was taught from that Bible belt, and it couldn't be anything else, and <laughs> she hated that class, and it was her way or the highway, and blah, blah. it was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it's like, let me ask you something. Right. Why exactly did you take this class? I because was just thinking if, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if, if people, and Shauna said this earlier, this may be an unpopular show for opinions and things, but if you take the time to understand what many of the other religions and beliefs believe and the stories and the, the way that they come to their conclusion, a lot of us are more the same than we are different. Yes. How we take that information and grow is something different. But a lot of the basis for a lot of these religious beliefs are very similar. Mm-hmm. And if we keep going and keep conversing, we will come down and find the root core of all of it. Now, there's some of you that have probably dropped your frying pans this morning, and some of you are probably telling off whatever your listening devices are. Oh, no, and I can see heads flying right about now, but... As we live and breathe, we all have more in common than we do differences. People, Mm -hmm. when I went on my quest to find out who I am, where I came from, why I have certain health issues no one else has, why I'm attracted to certain countries and people when no one else is and they thought that I was crazy, when I went on my genetic search, now I know why because it's in my DNA. There are countries and places that are calling to me for a reason because my ancestors came from there. And so many of you, you think, nah, just from Africa. That's foolish in itself because that's not true for many of us. There are first and second cousins that are blonde head and blue eyed that I'm connected to by DNA. 
I'm darker than the pitch, but they are blonde haired and blue eyes. But we have the same DNA. So don't you dare believe that there's one anything. There's no one anything in this entire universal world. There's so many things. There is there may be a root cause, but we have branched out in so many ways. But in the end, we come back and we're connected in some way, somehow. If it's nothing more than we're breathing the same air, we're still connected by air. So I want you all, this show is about broadening your horizons. Period. That's what it's about. Once it's over, you can turn us off now or you can turn us off later. We hope that you allow yourselves to consider the possibility that there's so much more to all of this thing called life than what we have been taught. Let's put it that way. Or doctrinated, right. however you want to say it. There's so much more to this than what we think we know. Because they say that we only use a small portion of our actual minds, people. So you can imagine, if we're only using the small portion of what we were given as this precious gift, what else are we just I'm constricting ourselves with. So that's what I have to say about that. We can delve into the 12 laws and then um, talk about it. Yeah. So let's, um, the first, you know, the first law is, you know, the great law, which we all know as, which is so you reap. (laughs) You know, whatever you put into the universe will come back to us. Um. The second one, you want me to just read through what I have, the laws, and then we can just go back and touch them and compare? I think that let's, let's, um, you want to touch start the way you did, then I'll tell you what I have, because mine is a little bit okay. different. So it goes a little okay. bit different, um, a little bit deeper. So that way we can give them well, I'm just a compare and contrast. Right yeah, I'm just touching like yeah, a I'm gonna only contrast. give like a basic comment per each one, just because a lot of people lack understanding um, of the true definition of karma. Um, so the law of creation, uh, and that could be that life does not happen by itself. We have to make it happen. Remember, we're talking about that action. Karma is an action thing. Whatever surrounds mm-hmm. us gives us clues to our inner state. You know, so like surround yourself with what you want to have in your life and to and be yourself. Then we have law of humility. Um, we must accept yep. something before we can change it. One, um, if, all, if all one sees is an enemy or a negative character trait, then they are not and cannot be focused on the higher level of existence. Law of growth. By changing ourselves, we change our lives. Uh, that kind of also goes in line with it is, we who must change and not the people, places or things around us if we want to grow spiritually. All we are given is ourselves. That is the only thing we have control over. So wherever you go, there you are. Re- law of responsibility. We're responsible for what happens in our lives. If there's something wrong in one's life, there is something wrong in them, within them. You always hear me say, you know, whatever you need is within, whatever you need is within. Uh, we mirror what surrounds us. What surrounds us mirrors us. That's the universal truth. Uh, law of connection. 
past, present, and future are all connected. Um, the smallest and seemingly least important of things must be done because everything in the universe is connected. Each step leads to the next step and so forth. The law of focus. We cannot think of two different things at the same time. I love arguing this fact. <laughs> um, one cannot think of two things at the same time. It is a focus. Um, it is If our focus is on spiritual values, it's not possible for us to have lower thoughts like greed or anger. That's going to be a good one to talk about. Right. <laughs> the law of giving and hospitality. Yep. Our behavior should match our thoughts and our actions. If one believes something is to be true, then sometime in their life, they will be called upon to demonstrate that truth. Here is where we put, here is what, I'm sorry, here is where one puts what they claim to have learned into practice. That would be a good one for my Bible people. (laughs) The law of here and now. We cannot be present if we are looking backwards. That's self-explanatory. We'll go deeper into that. The law of change. History repeats itself until we learn the lessons that we need to change our path. The law of patience and Mm -hmm. reward. The most valuable rewards require persistence. Rewards of lasting value require patience and persistence because guess what? All rewards require initial toil. True joy comes from doing what one is supposed to be doing and knowing that the reward will come in its own time. The law of significance and inspiration. Rewards are a result of the effort and energy that we put in. One gets back from something, whatever they put into it. We hear that all the time, even from childhood. Every personal contribution is also a contribution to the whole. Lesser contributions have no impact on the whole, nor do they work to diminish it. So think of loving contributions, bring life to and inspire the whole. So in essence, those are just general, but those are the 12. Dive deep. Go ahead, C. Now, um, we came down to the end. I was It was right in line. And then it says, calm is a, life, is a lifestyle that promotes positive thinking and actions. Calm is not meant to be a punishment. It is present for the sake of education, which I believe you touched on earlier. How else is someone to learn how to be a good person if they are never taught that harmful action is wrong? A person only suffers if they have created the conditions for suffering. So that's something to think about. And I think a lot of this you touched on earlier in um, the conversation when, where do we want to start? Oh, let's just do the law of cause and effect. And you said you reap what what you um, you sow. As you sow, so shall you reap. Um, mm-hmm. To receive happiness and peace, love and friendship, one must be happy, peaceful, loving, and a true friend. However, one puts out whatever one puts out into the universe will come back to them. So again, people, this comes into the cause and effect. And it says what one does. It doesn't say what somebody did to you. It's what you do. So again, my example was if I sat up here and I was mean and nasty and I just sat here staring at the ex and the neighbor for the rest of my days, who does that harm? That harms me. 
It's not mm-hmm. him because he's moved on. He's playing a new role. And I'm the one sitting here making myself miserable if that is what I choose to do, which is what so many of you who are in broken relationships choose to do. Because isn't it so much easier, see, to, you know, when you're coming out of a broken relationship, and I have a relationship story because today is a day, or yesterday was a day. Um, You know, when we look at, when we do that evaluation of, oh, my goodness, this relationship hurt me, he did this or she did that to me, and the finger just keeps pointing in the opposite direction, you know, it becomes like this is this journey, this conversation today is going to help all of us start to look more inwardly because we can sit here and talk about the other person until the cows come home. But until we take a look in the mirror and we look at ourselves, we look deep within, it's all about what we do. It's our what we do, our behaviors, our actions, our responses, which we'll get back down to in the law of responsibility later. But let's, let's for this conversation, let's, let's look at ourselves. I challenge you. <laughs> well, I think that people weren't expecting. They thought that it was going to be the one-sided of revenge and if they looked at the Titus's, are you living in your karma? And they should know by now to expect the unexpected with our programs because that's almost like we're focused females, Global Chat Cafe, females offering clarity, unity, and success. And initially when this was introduced, a lot of people thought it's going to be Viva La Female Revolution, you know, females against the world. And I said, well, men participate in this and, and um, you know, as well as women. And what would we want to not include the men for so that we can see or hear their points of view and how they're viewing things so that we can come together and work together to make things better? Or how many times have we saw where the males share their thoughts and we're like, oh, men hurt too. So, again, right. When we're talking about karma, people, it's about what we're doing and what we're attracting to ourselves. And as Tarjay said in the beginning, she distinctly said, don't waste your time on revenge. It will come in its timing to people who deserve it, whether it be good or bad. It's going to come. Don't rush it. Don't force it. Mm -hmm. It will happen whether it's on their deathbed before they take their last breath. And karma comes in so many ways. Sometimes we had the chance to experience the best karma in our lives, the absolute best. But what do we do? We choose to ignore it. We choose to um, stay in that unhealthy place of revenge and despise and hate. So I know that yeah. this week, Sean, I'm telling you now, some people like, this is not what I was expecting. We know, but you should know by now. Mm-hmm. We're not going to tell you what you expect. We're going to tell you the unexpected. That's what we want you to do. Um, welcome to those of you who are, there's some people jumping on our call query. If you want to join our conversation about karma, you have a story to tell or you have a question, press the number one on your phone and we will bring you on air. Um, 
Secondly, I see that there's a lot of people who have joined us. Um, they're listening through the players because I see the numbers are increasing on my end. If you want to be on air and join our conversation, the number is 646-478-4726. That's 646-478-4726. If you want to join our conversation, um, I do believe that some people, it's been a week since time changed, but um, there mm-hmm. are some people who who are still thinking that we are an hour behind. And um, so we are just joining the conversation. Welcome to those of you. I hear you. You can still join in. People are jumping on the call query. I have to move some things around so I can see all of the numbers. If you want to join us for our our conversation, please press the number one on your phone if you're in a call query or log in under a screen name in our chat room. There are several of you here. Um, you can see the conversation, but you cannot join in because you're not logged in under a screen name. Sheba B., good morning. Welcome back. We oh, have missed welcome. you. Thank you so much for coming, um, for being here today. Hope all is well. Today is all about living in your karma. We are talking about different um, aspects of karma, whether it be good and bad. And we do have Matt, a caller yeah, coming on. Hey, caller. Hello. But watch, while the Hello. caller is joining us, while the caller is Hello. joining us, I want us to hold on. She, while the oh, caller is joining, I want us, I want us to, you know, as we're looking at karma, you know, examine how you see it. Like through which lens do you see karma? Do you see karma from through a lens of fear, or do you see karma through a lens of love? Because the fear is we're fearing what we reap, what we sow. So we're walking on eggshells because we don't want to, you know, sow anything negative back in our lives or anything bad, right? When we're walking in love, we're looking at the lessons for our personal growth. You know, when we're looking at it from a fear base, we look at it that good or bad. um, And we focus on the judgment, you know, of our actions. When we're looking at karma through a a lens of love, you know, we continue to um, seek those lessons. And, you know, we keep going back to them, not out of fear, but because we want, to, we want to grow. We want to see ourselves evolve into all that we are to be. So as we're going forward, start thinking about how am I viewing karma? How do I see it? Which lens am I looking through? Okay, sorry about that, caller. Well, let's, Hi. Well, look, good morning, Hi. ladies. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. I missed you guys. I've been out of the country. Oh, that's where you were. Yeah, yeah. I was visiting well, my 99-year-old grandmother. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Did you bring me yeah. something back? <laughs> some sand. <laughs> some sunshine. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I've been out of commission with you guys for a month because prior to me leaving, I had got caught the flu. Uh oh! Don't say uh, that. Oh wow! Today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. And well, let I'm me tell you, feel better. Oh yes, yes, I knocked that flu right out. <laughs> but um, yes, I, I, my, I went to Panama because uh, my grandmother turned ninety nine. Mhm. And oh, um, happy so birthday. we went to. Yeah, so we went to celebrate her and to um, 
you know, make her have an extra special day. And it was the best, the best, the best. I've never seen my grandmother so happy. I don't think ever in my life. Um, it was just an amazing experience. She was just glowing. I mean, it was just amazing just to see her interacting and, you know, really enjoying her party and um, see, you know, so everyone, everyone that um, lives that she has touched. It was just a beautiful, beautiful experience. Good to hear your and voice. And that makes me wonder. So uh-huh. That makes me me want to ask you this question because it's a great topic for today. Um, right. At 99 years old, uh, I'm sure that she could and has shared some stories about life. And has she ever in some form or another spoken to you all about doing good or karma in some form and how to be a good person on the earth? Because I love hearing the stories that the elders could tell us to give us that guide that we need to be, uh, let's put it this way, to to live the best lives possible, even through our storms. Um, What type of wisdom has she shared with you over the years? Well, my grandmother's always been the type that her platform has always been, treat people the way you want to be treated. That has always been her platform. She's always went out of her way to make sure that, you know, she's there as an uh, open air for people in, in order to help them heal. You know, she's always been there to give advice, you know, to give her um, her outlook on life, um, ex- you know, share the experiences that she has had through life. Um, like, I mean, not because she's my grandmother, but she's just an amazing, beautiful being. Um, and and this and everything that she does, her spirit comes through in everything that she does. And it's, I mean, she's just a beautiful person, in and out. Yeah. And Shauna, one of the things that you said, Shauna, was that are you looking at it through love or fear? But we have to add also, are they looking at karma from through the eyes of revenge? We cannot leave that one out because, especially in the Western world, a lot of people, karma stands for revenge in some form mm-hmm. or another. So, um, you yeah, know, we have to go. Always been, she's always have been a healer. That. So, it's, um, you know, she, I think she just comes from a different perspective on things. Yeah. So, Shauna, what were you about to say? Um, I was actually going to kind of go in the same direction you when you asked her about her grandmother. I was going to say, hey, in light of the conver- you know, the topic today, <laughs> let's yeah, to grandma. So yeah, we were on the same page on that one. Yeah, so she has no but problem sharing her wisdom. <laughs> and I think that comes down to um, which one of our laws we're talking about the twelve uh, laws of karma. And um, which one are we going to go to so next? Um, let's go into, um, let's touch the second one, just create. Because when we're going through the healing process, you know, we have to, we're creating a new us, a new life, a new perspective. Um, and I think sometimes we get stuck um, in this because life doesn't happen. We kind of sit back and, we, you know, we, we, and everyone's entitled to the, mo- the moment of mourning, um, of seeing those things as they are. 
but then we sometimes get stuck there because we don't re, we don't take that initiative or we don't have it in us at that moment of feeling powerless to create to create the life that we want to see happen, right? So let's mm-hmm. let's go deeper into the law of creation. You know, because it is a participatory part. Life is participatory. We can't be on the side bench, you know, waiting for our, watching other people's lives grow or watching someone else heal, but you're still sitting on the bench, not even with your shoes on. You didn't even do your warm-up exercises because you kind of wanted to, you know, come to you and grab you by the hand and guide you out of the pain. And we have to take charge of our lives and say, okay, yes, I hurt. Yes. You know, it's the anniversary. Yes, it is. Whatever that hurt, that pain is. But you just can't look at healing on the other side of the mountain and keep thinking, well, if I keep looking at it, one day it's going to come get me to, you know, take me over the mountain. No, you have to get up and go through the processes and the steps that we all have done in order to reach the healing on the other side of that mountain. So let me share a quick story. Very quick. March 13th was my anniversary for my, um, my, my marriage that ended a few years ago. So usually on the 13th of March, you know, that's one of my days of reflection. And this year while I was saying, oh, I, you know, I need to take the 13th off to myself, you know, my, my moment of reflection. And get this, it's not just that, that anniversary. After my marriage, you know, ended, it became, it was the day I met someone else, ironically. Um, and so it became like almost not a double anniversary because the second thing really didn't mean as much as the first, but it's a, a day, March 13th. And yesterday, um, I am proud to say that it was not a day of reflection. You know, it was a day to live. And I did not sit there and say, let me um, write, sit down and write out how I'm going to live so that I don't think about what this day used to mean to me. I just chose to accept life to be how it was going to be yesterday, and it ended so beautifully for me because you have to decide, do we want to, for me, continue a tradition that caused me to often look backwards, which we talked about in another law, or do I want to create a new March 13th with new memories, just a new day? And that's what I did, and I was able to not even think about it. Literally on this morning while I was driving, I said, oh, it's March 14th because I really didn't even put the emphasis into it. Like it just, the day ran past me without the woe is me. I'm so glad I'm standing alive. You know, and this we go into those, the women power pump me up. I feel good moments and those are wonderful moments. But I just chose not to reflect on that. I just chose to create a day and live. So that's my make it happen story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let me say this. Um, I want to add something to what you just said, because for me, it was almost like the exact opposite. Um, I think the first year after my divorce was the year that I wrote my book. And um, beyond that, I kind of sort of... I think I still remember the day we got married and I only remember the day that we got divorced because um, it was so close to the holidays to a major holiday at the end of the year well when the divorce became finalized it was right before Christmas of 
I forgot which year. See, I just don't remember any of it. Because, again, going back to my story of do I choose to sit here and look out my back window and watch my ex and the neighbor every day? Because, as you said, um, life requires participation in order for life to happen. You cannot sit and be idle or stay in stagnant water and expect to be washed clean and bright and shiny and new. It just doesn't work Mm -hmm. that way. So again, for me, um, the first year, I didn't sleep good the first year because I think I was still having nightmares right after things had happened. I was still thinking that I was waking up and he had gotten into the house and things like that. But beyond that, I think that for me, because I, I grew up in such a traumatic childhood setting, and when I became older, I knew when it's over, it's over for me. I'm not going to dwell. I'm not going to even reflect back. I got that lesson learned, and I moved on from that. So, again, I like the fact that this show is showing us different sides of our end game, which is um, – I had no idea that you were doing that every year, you know, and I'm like, oh, you should have saw my face. I was like, really? Oh, wow. You know, and then I was thinking, wow, now I'm the exact opposite. Garbage out, garbage out. The only problem is that's like garbage that the trash man refuses to pick up. So, you know, it's there. But again, it's not my stench to deal with. So I'm good in that respect, but I never really thought about even considering doing reflecting like that year after year. And maybe it's because he's right in my face. You know what I mean? It's not like I don't see him or anything. It's like he's there. So, mm-hmm. but does it bother me? Nah, you, you know, I can't because it's, I'm on the outside looking in and I know what she has. I know he can make pretend for the next 15, 20 years. It doesn't change what he is. And it doesn't change the way that he feels about her. And he knows that she's controllable and he can get what he wants from her. I'm proud in the fact that I was not her, that I was not that woman that was going to pacify a grown man and take care of him just to say that I had a man. And I know your situation and I I can relate because, um, you know, you, 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 your marriage, you had that marriage, and you were you were the great wife, and then it was just like, and starting over again. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, Shauna. Um, yes. How do you, you know, starting over again? This was something new for you. You 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 go from the life that you had to starting over, getting back on your feet on your own. But do you mm-hmm. feel that? You're living life your way now, on your terms. How does that, does do. that feel different for you? You know what I mean? Does that feel different for mm-hmm. you? Is, is... It, yes. Well, yes, yes and no. There's, prior to marriage, you know, I was this, you know, young, you know, what they say, independent woman doing my thing, living my life very fearlessly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, bad packed in the trunk, <laughs> clock out at work on Friday, and I'm on the road to just, you know, explore life. And then I go into yep. a marriage where, um, you know, I had to learn, you know, give and take, compromise, sacrifice, and all these different things, and to put other people before myself, and um, and that changed me. Um, and I got 
And there's while there may be nothing, you can say there's nothing wrong with those things, I lost me during those years. And so now starting mm-hmm. over, you know, it became, you know, and it was hard because it was just like, wow, I had gotten so comfortable allowing other people, the marriage to drive my life. Um, and even, so here's a great example. Please, y'all, don't laugh at me. So I to have to learn to create life, which causes you to take responsibility um, of everything in it. You know, I'm, I was sitting there and, you know, I'm like, oh, taxes. For some people, you're like, okay, what are you tripping on? And not this year, but like, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh. He handled taxes every year, even prior to us being married. And so it was, was it last year? I believe, I believe it was last year. I literally had to sit with my tax guy and catch up on what three, like four or five years of taxes, four years of taxes, because it was just like the IRS, you know, they were sending me some love notes. And it was just like, oh, okay, I just can't sit back and everything that happened and took care of each other itself, it won't take care. I have to actually step up to the plate now. I actually have to remember to do these things. Um, so to create my, to start over, I'm learning in certain things like, you know, the, the business things, I, you know, like the household business things that I was so accustomed to him handling, you know, I have to intentionally make that happen. But now it's like even starting over with, you know, my new relationship, it becomes, okay, you know what, I'm going to do it my way. I don't get, and you can even ask, one day I'll have maybe him talk to you. You can even ask my guy, like, I don't let a lot of stuff bother me. Like, I don't give energy to a lot of things in my life, my past life, I have. Um, I, I'm not, I don't argue. I'm not trying to argue. Not saying, you know, things will never get heated or, you know, we won't have, you know, passionate discussions. Um, but I am in charge of my life now. I don't focus on, in the past, I was focusing so much on him, the way he responded, what he did, and allow whatever he did or said, my actions he drove my actions because wherever he went, I allowed my emotions and actions to go with him. And now it's just like, you know what? No, you know, I have my voice. I've, you know, I refound my voice. We became best friends again, (laughs) you know, and I just refuse to allow life on this side of my coin to drive me in any direction that I don't want to go. Now, will I ever stumble? Absolutely. Will I ever lose sight? temporarily, but I have a great, amazing circle of friends um, and accountability partners, and that circle is extremely small, um, but I know I can call C and say X, Y, Z, and she's going to she's gonna listen, and then she'll say, now, sister, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and she will lovingly <laughs> remind me of those, like, of this conversation right now. You know, I have my best girlfriend who's going to, you know, love me through it, and she'll say, her way of telling me that she doesn't like something is, I don't like that for you, <laughs> you know. And then that's just me saying, okay, let me take a step back and examine, am I living my life for me or am I living it for other people or for someone else? I will never lose myself again. Once I found myself in having to rebuild, I, that's, and it's not like I'm walking around like, I'm never going to do this, and I'm so focused on what I'm not going to do. I just learned how it is to feel. I've learned what it feels like to live a life of freedom, to live a life where I get to make all of my decisions for myself and my family, knowing there's good or bad consequences. I don't focus on it. 
I'm that kid now. I'm back to how I was when I was growing up, where I'm standing on that cliff and I just jump, knowing wholeheartedly that God got my back. Even in my foolishness, God has my back. And so I'm learning. I have learned once again to just live. I would like to share an experience with you you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. I would like to definitely share a powerful experience that I had during my vacation with you guys. This was actually Wednesday right before I uh, I just got in last night, actually. (laughs) Um, This was Wednesday. I decided to – well, I didn't decide. I asked my mother prior to um, me going that I needed to – make sure I went to the beach. And um, so she actually made it happen. I ended up going to the beach on the Atlantic, because Panama is surrounded by the Atlantic, the Pacific, and the Caribbean Sea. So we're surrounded by water on three sides. Um, so my mother took me to the beach, and we went to the Atlantic side, which is the the side where the, um, the ocean is very rambunctious. It's very powerful. It's very, you know, active. So I ended up going to the beach on Wednesday, and it had to be the most amazing, amazing experience. Um, The cleansing that I got from that experience was so enlightening. When I sat down at the the beach, I had all of the elements. I had the sun. I had the air. I had the ocean. And I had the earth. Everything was right there. It was a beautiful, beautiful day. And when I sat there at the beach by myself, I just, you know, pulled out the chair and just sat there, just let the waves hit me. Me just was breathing in all of that beautiful, clean air and just playing with the sand. And when I sat there, I realized how minute we really are in all of this and how powerful, how much of a powerful earth we live on, when you really sit there and take in all of these elements and realize the force and the power that it all brings. And at that moment, I just sat there and I left it all there. You know, I was speaking to Mother Gaia, which is, you know, um, you know Mother Earth and speaking to, the, you know, the Most High. And I just left it all there. I'm like... Wow, when you really look at yourself in comparison to all of these elements, it's like you realize how small you are in comparison to all of these forces and how you are definitely a part of all of these forces. And um, and just, you know, the experience and the enlightenment that came through me in that, and, you know, in those couple of hours that I spent there was just amazing. And It just made me realize that the past, I can't do anything about. That's why it's called the past. Leave it there. The only thing I have right is the right here and the right now. And I have to enjoy every moment of the now that I have and stay present in that now. And the future is there, but I can't really worry about the future either because the future is really not promised. So the only thing you really have is the here and now, and we really need to stay present in the here and now and make it come alive as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. that's that's not that's yeah. I like that. And that's actually one of our laws, you know, the law of here and now. You know, I think if we learn mm-hmm. to become more present in our lives, especially through the healing process, 
um, you know, we will appreciate the, the, the lessons we've learned, um, but just to really take advantage of the present moment. Um, when we do and take that you, time, we, go ahead. And then, when you, and then when you see all of the animals and the birds and, the, you know, you see everything is in divine order, and we're the only ones who really come out of what the divine order is really supposed to be. You know, everybody mm-hmm. else really, everybody else really follows what they were put on this earth to be and, and to do. And is when you really pay attention to every single thing that surrounds you, it's just like, wow, you know, right. if we can only be as focused as everything else, we would really have an amazing experience. Well, see, you know, see, Maria, let's talk about that law of focus. You know, let's let's dive a little deep into the deeper into the law of focus. You know that we can't. It says we can't mm-hmm. think of two different things at the same time. What do you think about that? That we can't what? My thing is that I didn't it understand says that the um, you cannot think of two things at the same time. Oh, okay. It says one cannot think of two things at the same time. If our focus is on spiritual values. Um, it's not possible for us to have lower thoughts like greed and anger. I mean, let's take this to another, let's take, let's give a different spin on this, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, so many of us, I was just telling someone this past week that, uh, you know, where I work, there's a lot of ineptitude and there are so many people, they stay on the phones and they're always going to meetings and nothing gets solved. Nothing gets accomplished. Nothing has changed in at least five years. Why? Because so many of us, we're trying to be experts at so many things that we're inexperienced at everything. It goes along with our lives. It goes along with so many things. We need to find our focus. And oddly enough, what are we called focus? Focus Females Global Chat Cafe. That's why I'm the queen of acronyms, and that's why the word focus stood out so much to me. I'd rather be good at one thing than to be mediocre at multiple things, and that includes my life. If I'm trying to, um, so many of us, another classic example. So I'm sitting here. I'm worried about what's going on in the backyard. I'm making every new relationship pay for the problems of the relationship of the past. I'm running around, running away from what I need to put my focus on, which is my healing. So when we're running away from everything, we stay in that place of anger and revenge and greed. I want this to happen and I want that to happen. And again, we're not focused on anything. And in doing so, we lose sight of everything. So, yeah, I totally agree with um, the law of focus. Um, it's okay. Once you become an expert at fixing our lives or whatever it is, then we move on to something else. But to try to be everything to everyone or do everything all at once, it just turns out to be a lot of nothing or half task work. Mm-hmm. You just never, it's never going to be whole. 
let's put it that way. It's never going to be whole. And today is all about whole, W-H-O-L-E-I-S-T-I-C, conversations. So we want to make mm-hmm. ourselves whole, and we can't do that if we don't have focus. Right, right. And I think that we have bought into, you know, this, oh, everyone's a multitasker. So when, you know, the resumes, oh, I'm a multitasker, oh, I'm a multitasker, you know, Yes, that's wonderful because that's what, you know, corporations, that's what they want to hear. Um, but in essence, we can, our mind can only think of one thing at a time. And I think that we have become, I have fallen victim myself to a multitasker that gets nothing done. When I've looked back at times where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Or let me say where nothing gets, everything will not be done in excellence um, because I can, work on this paper, work on that project, and I can get them done and push them through. And some people may think that, oh, my goodness, this is great work. But I know myself that that's not the best Um, because we stretch ourselves too thin because we're trying to be more, do more, you know, updo the other person. And then so we're not, you know, we're not able to focus. We're not living in the here and now. Um, and we're not even growing, you know, completely, which is another law we'll get into if we get around, you know, if we have time to get into that. But, you know, we have to we have to take responsibility for how we mold our lives, what happens in our lives. We have to take responsibility on what we choose to focus on or not to focus on, knowing now that there will be a consequence, whether good or bad. <laughs> good or bad. Um Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. You know, I agree with that as well. And let me um pose this question to y- you both, and for those of you who want to join in our conversation, or even for those of you who are going to listen to the replay, let's talk about. In order for us to get that focus, we have to be in the here and now, which is um, the law number nine, which is the law of here mm-hmm. and now. And, of course, it's, it states that one cannot be in the here and now if they are looking backward to examine what was or forward to worry about the future. Old thoughts, old patterns of behavior, and old dreams prevent us from having new ones, which is what we've been talking about for the most part Mm -hmm. for the last couple Mm -hmm. of minutes has been um, not looking at the past, getting focused on the here and now, and learning how to move forward. So what do you all think about or how did you get to that point where you realized, and I know Shiva was just talking about this, that, you know, you had to take everything and leave it there. And enjoy that moment and not worry about what's coming up because it's not here yet, but enjoy that moment. So what made you, what was that turning point? Let's put it that way. Whether it was sitting by the beach and it just coming to you, was it something that happened in your lives that made you wake up that morning and say, you know, the past is, as I believe Shiva said, it's what it is. That's why they call it the past. So what made you decide that the here and now is all that you have? So this is where you need to focus and plan and build. 
Well, for me, it really boiled down to the fact that I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> um, that whole, the you know, this the whole experience of going through this marriage and and uh, you know all the all the different things that came up through the marriage and just everything. I was just tired of carrying all that baggage. And I'm like, okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna become anything great within yourself, you have to let all of that go. If you're gonna if you I mean, in order to heal, in order to um continue to give that self love and self care to myself as well. I mean, if I can't give it to myself, I can't give it to anyone else. So, um I was just tired of carrying all that heavy weight and I just said, you know, hey, I reclaim all of the broken pieces of myself. And I reclaim all of it. I take accountability for and all the roles that I played within um, scattering all of those pieces of myself everywhere that, you know, that I've traveled and all my experiences. And I just sat there and I reclaimed all of those broken pieces of myself. And I say, you know, the power is within me and I, you know, I have to, um, gather back all of those pieces in order to become a whole person, in order to move forward, to see the beauty of what life has to offer, um, and just keep it moving. Um, it was just, a, it, I really don't even know how to put it into words because I don't think I've really have sat with it long enough to really analyze all of it as well. Um, but it was just, uh, it was just the strength and the power that I felt as, in the moment because I, I, I knew it was something that I needed to do, but I wanted to do it in a way where I had all the elements present um, in order to create that healing experience that I so gravely and desperately wanted and needed in my life. Um, mm-hmm. So it, 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 I think um, having all of those elements really brought it, really brought it forward and put it in my face and said, hey, yes, it's okay. You know, I cried it out, I let it out, and I just left it all there. And I said, here, I give it to you. Cleanse me. Just release me. And when I walked away from all of it, it was just an enlightening such, I felt so light and so, so present in the now. It was just an amazing feeling that I've never really felt before because I don't think I've ever allowed myself to be that vulnerable and that free um, in any of my experiences. Wow. And so I can say for me that it was just the understanding of, you know, learning and understanding of how energy works. When I started to self-evaluate and, you know, analyze my self-talk, um, I realized how sometimes, you know, we pl- I created what I call book story times in my head around a situation. So instead of waiting to see how something was going to play itself out, I created all these different stories of how it could be and the what ifs. And if it went in a hundred, I can probably come up with a hundred directions from one scenario in three seconds if you let my mind work. In the past, I did. And then I was introduced to the whole energy and understanding of it. And the, the more I studied and the more I paid closer attention to myself and I learned to gain control of my thoughts 
I I say all the time that, you know, like just live in the moment. You know, I can't waste the energy thinking of how this is going to play out or what if this happens and what I had to bring it home. And that allowed me, and it took time and it took practice. And even today I have to sometimes catch myself very far in between as from previously, but I just, it becomes to take control, I take control of my thoughts. And I, when my mind decides to participate in a marathon to like a sprint into a different direction, you know, I, I take those thoughts and I bring them back into captivity to a space of peace. If I can sit here and take all that energy and think about what could, those things that I can't even control yet, you know, what if I took that back and took that power back into the present moment, into the space where I can control what is happening around me, how I can control my emotions, how I can control that piece, put the energy there. And that's how, that was the, the pivotal change for me. I be, that's where I began to live is when I realized how much energy I was putting out on things that I could not control. Right. Right. And I the think that's where... The other thing that I've I've really been practicing and doing is this has been my new thing. I look at at any experience that I consider to be negative or, you know, whatever. Um, I look at it now with a different eye. I'm like, okay, what is the lesson to be learned? Okay, and I try to figure out what the positive lesson is to be learned out of the experience. And then I ask myself, okay, does this serve my higher purpose? If it doesn't serve my higher purpose, I leave it and keep moving. Yep, and and that's what I was going to say. Um, It seems like in the last couple of months, um, it seems like my my life has been flashing again before my eyes. And at my age to come here and see that, finally come to the realization that I had to let a lot of people go from my world. I had to in order for me to move forward. Um, My life also taught me that or how to turn things off, get out of that negative space and stop trying to make people love me, make people accept me, make people like me, make people approve of me or whatever it was. Even though I had come so far, there were still times when I found myself slipping backwards um, where family was concerned mostly, not the ex or anything like that, because that was a done deal. But for me, it came down to me pretty much being kicked to the point of near death or financially kicked to the point of having nothing left. And I've spoken about this before, but my faith, forgiveness, and four pennies to my name in order for me to know that I was worthy of something better. And in order for me to get there, I had to, as you said, Sheba, just take it there and leave it. I couldn't continue to carry around these burdens. I could not continue to... um. You know, I couldn't continue to try to make things work on my own. It was no longer my cross to bear. 
so yeah, I I really had to understand that. But it always took a tragedy for me to get to that point. And that for me was my turning point when I was to the point of being broken but not dead yet. That's when I had to learn, you know, my lesson. So that's what it was for me. Well, one of the things I want to say, and thank both of you for sharing, is that one of the things I got from someone, some advice I got from someone a long time ago, um, and it was so applicable when I was going through, you know, various healing stages in my life was, for she she always said, you know, experience when you're whatever space you're in, experience the pain or whatever emotion that you're, you know, you're you're facing. And when she first said that, I was like, girl, what's wrong with you? Like, ain't nobody trying to, you know, set up shop to intentionally experience to, you know, the whatever emotion. But as I with maturity and with wisdom, I get it now. And I, you know, and going through the process, it really made it easier for me. Because when we're going through things, we're going through the healing of the hurts into the healing process, we try to rush through or pass up the the emotional pieces, the feelings. And you do get to a space where, you know, you're tired of being tired, you're sick and tired of being tired. But for me, I actually had to experience I, I intentionally grabbed some tissue <laughs> and I had some, you know, my crying moments, like Sheba was saying. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to stuff this feeling, whatever that feeling I was dealing with at that time. I'm not going to stuff the feeling. I'm going to feel the feeling and I'm going to walk through the feeling so that I can get to that other side of the feeling, to the joy, get that joy back, get that happy back. And Allowing myself to feel those things, it helps me now that I'm creating a new and a better life for me because I now understand what those feelings are. Had I rushed past them and stuffed them away, you know, it would have been me. We're talking about karma and repeating and, you know, having to repeat lessons until we get it. I would be still repeating these lessons and still trying to get this. I've learned to appreciate my lessons. Um, you know, each and every one of them, even, you know, the most painful lessons, you know, I've learned to appreciate them because they've taught me something. They've grown me um, in ways that had I just sat on the sideline and just, you know, went up under the covers and didn't want to deal with life, I would never have learned. So I say to myself, my younger self, don't be afraid of the lessons. Don't be afraid of the hurt. You're not going to like the hurt. (laughs) It's going to be painful at times. But like you told me years ago, C. Maria, when you were giving me the example, when I called you, you know, going on and on about marriage and life, and you gave me that beautiful descriptive of being that diamond and all the things that that diamond, and you were very descriptive, all the things a diamond has to go through to shine. That's kind of how I see life now. So when an obstacle comes up, when a tough lesson comes up, I don't wallow in it like, oh, my goodness, why is this happening to me? I look at it as part of the process, right. part of the process that I have to walk through. It's my shining process. It's buffering me to shine and become who I'm supposed to be in its fullness. Yep, I agree. 
I agree. And I wanted to, um, that reminded me of something when you brought up the diamond conversation. Um, In my book, I have a piece called The Diva State of Mind. And diva stands for diamonds in various assortments. And I want you all to understand something that diamonds come in so many shapes, sizes, color cuts, clarities, that it doesn't change the fact that you're still a diamond. And so many of us, we have been uh, beaten down to the point where we believe that, you know what, because back in the day, a heart-shaped diamond, nobody wanted. Then all of a sudden they became popular. And everybody wanted them. I'm so glad I got a heart-shaped diamond when nobody liked them. Because now the same heart-shaped diamond was worth a lot more money than it was when I first bought mine. Bought mine Because nobody liked them back then, even though it was still a diamond. So we have to wait for our moments to shine. But just remember that you're still a diamond. You're just waiting for your moment to shine brightly. So I'm not going to get into it because Diva State of Mind is like a couple pages long, but um, I want you all to understand something that whether you're round, princess cut, whatever the case may be, you're still diamonds and you have to understand it. Think about the story of how a diamond is created. It has to endure great pressure before it becomes that. You know, they have a um, video where they showed the people this fake video where they put the piece of coal in the um, in the microwave, and that helps to speed up the process. And then when they take it out, they break this coal, and inside is a diamond. It's not real, of course, but, uh, you know, the video is a fake. But I want people to understand that it takes a lot, a long time. You can't just wake up in the morning because a lot of times when we try to shine before we're ready, we're just cubic zirconia making believe. So we want to understand that all the pressure that we go through is preparing us. It's cooking us. It's preparing us to become something else. You can rub all of the ingredients on that roast and do all of that and let it marinate and simmer. Still not ready to eat until you put it in the oven for a little bit or a lot of it, depending on how you like your meats. So again, you have to understand something. Look at life and and classic example of how resilient we really are. Have you ever seen something, a plant break through the concrete on the street or on the sidewalk? How does that seemingly frail seed that started to sprout Make its way through concrete. How does that happen? Think about it. Apply that to your lives. For those of you who are within the sound of our voices, apply that to your lives. How does it break through concrete? It's nothing but a frail, brand new, full, you know, newly sprouted plant. But it does. That's the resilient half of things. That's the resiliency. Everything makes us stronger. And when we look, that plant has conquered the concrete. 
think about it. Think about life. I'm good for doing analogies and all of that. You know, I like to take life and bring it all together. And tomorrow, for the Sunday Morning Inspiration Show, I'm picking up where we're leaving off today about living in our karma. So again, we have to find what is it, the law of significance and inspiration? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. You know, we get what we put into it, and sometimes it's an uphill battle, but at some point we're going to get to that mountaintop. We're going to look back and look down on all that we've crossed, and then we'll know that it'll be worth it, if nothing but for the view alone. It will be worth it to stand at that mountaintop. So, you know, that's just yeah. my two cents <laughs> worth of cerebral for the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, when you were talking about when you were talking about the flower breaking through that concrete, and I had actually used that on one of my original websites that because I love that image, you know, because it shows the cracks um, as a you know mm-hmm. that the flower had to create to break through. And when you were just saying that, um, you know, I had the visual of it, and it reminded me of a little quote that we used to say at one of my old companies. Um, And we used to say it in unison together. It was like, there is no chance, no destiny, no fate that can circumvent, hinder, or control the firm resolve of a determined soul. And so every time I see that flower, I think of that quote. Just like healing, when you're determined to come out on the other side of that pain, you're determined to become healed. You're determined to shine and to be that diamond. There's nothing. There's nothing that's going to get in your way. There's going to be obstacles. Yes, there's going to be bumps. Yes. But when you're focused on experiencing healing, there's nothing that can get in your way that's going to stop you. Just like you think of the... You know, you. I, I used to run. I was a track runner. You know, so we focused on that finish line. You know, our eyes were, we were gazelle focused on getting across that line, bettering your time, hopefully, and beating everyone else. But you focus on the goal. The outcome is I want to win. I want to get to that, that finish line. And when you're, for me, when you're, I ran, I didn't pay so much attention to those running on the side of me. Because when I allowed my mind to shift to them, I was thrown off my game. So focus on that that line to get to your healing. You're going to be reminded of all the, the things that you failed at, that you made mistakes and you stumbled through. Don't get derailed by that. I, I cannot get derailed by a failed marriage. I can't get derailed by financial challenges. I can't get derailed by, oh, my goodness, I'm, you know, in the upper part of my 40s and I'm starting life over. I can't get derailed by those things. I have to be determined to get back to that goal, to get to my goal. So we talk about healing through hurt. Yes, you will heal. And it's going to hurt. <laughs> but with your determination, with your focus, 
with your understanding that healing is yours and you deserve it. And with us to coach you along the way, we are your cheerleaders. Know that you are important. Know that your journey is important. It's going to mold you to be this bright, shining star, this bright, shining diamond. And the way I see it for me, one day I realized, like, wow, what was me? I've gone through this or I'm in this situation. And one day it clicked. Like, God trusts me with this situation. He didn't give it to anybody else. It's uniquely given to me. And if he trusts me enough that I'm going to get through it, how dare I sit in this pity pat party? As we discussed last week, how dare I sit in the puddle when I need to be out in the ocean swimming? So that was not intended to be my final words, but those are my final words for today. (laughs) (laughs) I think that... um... It's days like this when we have this girl talk time that people can experience the transparency that we are emitting, the the truthfulness that's being shared. Um, I had lost my train of thought. It was something that you had said about the marriage half of things. People, again... Some of you, you haven't experienced that end of things, the marriage end of things. And some of you may never get there because, you know, now the ratio of females to males is astronomical. But for for me, I've been married twice. So I will gladly step back and give someone a chance. Um, mm, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it real with you all. Ooh, um, if it I works co- for you, I wonderful and great. On that too, Maria. <laughs> I'm like, mm, mm. myself, so I co-sign. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, mm, mm, mm. yeah, you have at it. Uh, yeah. We'll still be here to cheer you on, good and bad. But yeah, you know, and some people even, you know, I had a neighbor tell me, and it was so funny. She said, golly, you're getting married again. And some of us can't even get married the first time. I'm like, so let me understand, are we hating? Um, <laughs> right. I'm like, but you're someone who... You know, I said, well, sit back and say what you're bringing to the table. Your daddy's girl is 50 years old. You can't cook. You can't clean. You can't do much of anything. You can't, do you even get your own gas, for God's sake? I'm like, um, what exactly are you bringing to the table? And you still mm-hmm. have you ladies out there who say, he got to bring me this, and you want him to bring you caviar when you can't afford <laughs> a can of tuna. And then we have some people, we need to understand, ladies, I always say now that I'm C. Maria Wall, J.D., unapologetically, because guess what? Sometimes we accept children of lesser whatevers because we think that, oh, they're cute and, oh, this is great and we have a good time without knowing. Nowadays, you have to check everything. Hmm. You have to check to make sure that they have a driver's license, their own insurance, <laughs> their own place, their own bank accounts. And no, nowadays you got to no check their sure. DNA. I, 
You got to check the DNA. You got to check everything. Got to get that pin prick, make sure what you're getting into. You have to know what he's bringing to the table, she's bringing to the table as much as you are. There's no way that I can go backwards and get someone that I'm not evenly yoked with. Even when I was married, I filed my taxes. I did married filing separate. I had to pay extra, but it didn't leave me with what's going to happen if and when. I don't know whether they're married or not yet, but if the neighbor marries him, all those years that he has evaded taxes, they're coming for them both. They're going to have to take care of that. They're not coming for me. Because I did married filing separate. Oh, no, absolutely not. I covered myself a million ways this Sunday. That's a show for another day, but you all need to learn how to cover yourselves. Know what you're getting into before you start giving bank accounts and all that. He was mad as all get out. I didn't put his name on the house. I didn't give put his name on my bank account. Oh, he was mad. We supposed to be one now. We living together and all that. I'm like, what? What exactly? Where's your bank account? What? How much money is in it? So, a lot of things. I knew after a while that the person who I thought was going to be my best friend for the rest of my life was simply a, a stranger making pretend. So I knew that the writing was on the wall. The neighbor just helped me to move it along. That's all she did for me, people. And I want you all to understand something. Yes, I'm unconventional because most people are like, that's not what marriage is all about. Again, the life that I had to live and grew up in when I got older and I saw what the world had to offer, it made me be very protective of what I had spent a lifetime building. Oh, did he destroy the house and did he destroy a lot of things? He sure did. But one thing that he, all the things that he destroyed, I could rebuild. He didn't, you know, I, you know, I had to um, spend money in order to keep things afloat. When I was sick and I was out of work for a while and he really wasn't working, and when he did get money, he'd take it to impress the next victim or the next lady friend that he wanted in his life, and he wasn't paying the mortgage and things like that, which were things that, okay, you help do this and we can do that. We did all of that. But we had to do that through our separate accounts. We weren't going to do that to get new. Oh, absolutely not. But being as though, you know, there was always an excuse and there was always this, I knew. A show for another day, ladies. But again, it's about knowing when you're in a bad situation and when to get out. Stop attempting to fix things that you didn't break that don't want to be fixed. Sometimes we have to just walk away. Marriage is not something that we go into lightly. But sometimes it falls apart, and we need to know when to get out before we become our own worst enemy, and we become the causes of our greater downfalls. So we have to know this, and always have that extra saved up. Gentlemen, women, whomever, always have your your emergency stash just in case. I'm sorry, but life has taught me to be this way. Don't give up everything. Don't ever give 100% of yourself to someone who's giving you less than 10% of who they are or what they have to offer. So, again, when we're talking about karma, it comes in many forms in many ways. And even if these types of things do happen, don't spend the rest of your lives waiting for revenge 
or not moving forward out of fear. Because some people say, I don't know what it's like to live by myself. I don't know what it's like. Shauna shared earlier, you know, the IRS started sending her not so nice, nice letters. Know these things for yourself. So many people are paying the price because they didn't know what their spouses were up to. They didn't know what was going on, and they chose not to know, even though they were told, you need to know what's going on. But they chose, well, he's the head of the household, and I let him do this, and I let him do that. And in the end, you get burned terribly. And this is years down the road. So, again, you want to know. Make yourselves aware. Know what's going on in your relationships, in your marriages, in your homes, whatever. Make sure you are educated enough to know what's going on and understand what it is that you know. Some people know things, but they don't understand what they mean. So we want you to know every week we're going to bring you more insights and different points of views because my story may not resonate with some of you, but Shauna's or Sheba's might. So again, karma is not about revenge, people. Karma is going to come to people, whether it's good or bad, it's going to come. And that thing called divine timing or worldly timing, it's going to come in time. Let's just put it that way. So, ladies, if you have anything else, we have about eight minutes left. Um, I know I'm putting away my soapbox now, but I just feel as though, and with so many things that have transpired in the last couple of weeks, I felt the need to say this and let you all know that I've been down this road. I'm not telling you something just to be telling it to you. I'm telling it to you because I had to live it, and I'm being as transparent as I can be. And it's going to get worse as this year progresses, so be prepared. Because for whatever reason this year, I feel a need to continue to speak my truth from birth to now. And um, because there's still things going on that need to be brought to the light and then, of course, have them stopped. So... We have a lot to talk about this year, so be prepared, and hopefully we'll be able to help you and guide you on your journeys to your new healing and change. So I'm done. You sure? <laughs> like, you sure? Because we love <laughs> We love your soapboxes. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to say that. That's just a, me and her thing. So one of the things that I thought about when you were um, – sharing was that time is currency. Time is currency. And for some reason, some of us think that we have a lot of time on our side. And I'm trying to disconnect my phone because the dog is starting to growl. Um, We think we have more time on our hands than, you know, we may have. I encourage myself and our listeners to Take advantage of the moment that you have right now, the time that you have right now. You don't want to waste a whole lot of time in life on things that don't produce the results you need, doesn't serve your highest and greatest good. Time is currency. We have to learn to value time as such. Instead of me, how I began this journey of understanding of time as currency, you know, I actually tracked because that's how I am. I work in formulas. I tracked 
my TV time one time. Like I took a you know so many days and tracked how much time I spent on TV, social media, taking my long loving naps, and I realized like what that equated to. So when I looked at my life and realized, okay, well, I need to grow in this area. Oh, I still have healing to do in this area. I still have this to do. You know, I was just like, wow. But look at all this time over here that was unproductive. So I got rid of cable. You know, can I just say, even in Ohio, when they suspended, um, they closed, they had made the announcement that the schools were going to close. I didn't know it at first because I don't have cable. And so uh, one of my son's um his friend, the dad, the dad just said, hey, you know, Sean and my son's name is Sean. Sean and, you know, Lex, they can get together during these next three weeks and hang out while this chaos is happening. And I'm like, oh, okay. Had no clue that they had just announced the schools were closing. But, you know, just going back to that time, time is important. Take the t- Here you go. Take the time to learn how to value time. I'm going to say that again. Take the time to learn how to value time. And when you evaluate your time, you'll you'll realize how you need to spend it a little more wisely. So y'all go wash your hands this week. (laughs) Go wash your hands. (laughs) And y'all know the water. You got about time. Go ahead. Be blessed. You got about four and a half minutes. Everything has been said. There's nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is it. <laughs> I think we, we hope I think that we you got something out of this. That they can sit with. <laughs> yep, and come back and listen to the show and share it with friends. So before we go, as always, what do we do? We want to pray each and every one of you enough. We want to pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. We also want to pray you enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. We want to pray you enough smiles to turn a frown. You've been carrying around upside down, but most of all, and the day has been all about this thing, we want to pray you enough strength and courage to face whatever karma may be sending your way from this very moment and beyond. So until next week, I think that maybe... Next week, we can do, actually, next week, since Sheba's back, it's actually, isn't that the third, that's the third week, which should be truly holistic living, which we did, what, last week. So maybe we can continue with the 12 laws of karma and break those down some more next week, if you ladies want to do that, because it's all about this thing called holistic living, and in order for us to do that, we have to be healthy from the inside out before we can get into the plants and the vegetables and everything else. We have to have our minds and our spirits and our hearts in the right place or nothing will work. So, exactly. so maybe we'll continue with the 12 laws of karma next week if you all will be here and you agree. So I will set it up for that. Of course, tomorrow, join me at 8 a.m. tomorrow for the Sunday morning inspiration, which is, what, day, week two or three that I've brought that back. Um, And we'll see you here 9 a.m. next week on the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe. Sheba, we have to get you up to speed. We're starting something called Focus After Dark. That's not the official name yet, but um, 
we're still working out the logistics, but we're doing another show that's for adult conversations that will be a little bit on the late night scale, and that will be the week that we won't have a morning show, um, a Saturday show, if we're going to do a Friday or or whatever night we're going to do it on, or a Saturday evening show. Um, so until then, be well, be blessed, everyone. We have about a little less than 90 seconds, so as we begin, we will end with um, Tori Lee's finally. So until next week, take care, everybody, and remember, no matter your shape, size, color, cut, or inclusions, you are still a diamond. Ladies, thank you so much for great conversation. Shiva, welcome back. Thank uh, you. We'll all see you soon. He's